0: With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather round a campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron.
1: Well, this is my buddy Rudy, and... uh I've, I've been hanging out with Rudy the last, I don't know, 20 nights or so around Pastor Ed and, and Susan's house, and tonight is actually a really cool night. It's the wrap party for a movie that we just finished, and we had a great time, and I can't wait for you to see it, but Rudy's gotten to be kind of a, a bit of an icon. He's a bit of a legend, and, and the reason why is because during some of those campfire uh, meetings, there was w- noises out in the woods like just beyond the campfire and rudy was sitting behind the camera you couldn't see him but every time he'd hear a noise he would begin to arr, arr. he would start to growl and and, and pastor edward would, would would grab his little muzzle like this and he would try to quiet him down but but that didn't that didn't settle rudy down and rudy kept he kept uh growling because there was something out there and he wanted to go he wanted to go tackle it he wanted to go get it and what it, rudy I mean, if Rudy, if you had seen the size of the thing that he was growling at, you might have put Rudy inside the house. I mean, there's foxes out there. There's coyotes out there. I don't know what else they have in Georgia mountain lions or whatever, but, but Rudy didn't care about the size of the opposition. He was just in, in, in go mode. He was fearless and full of faith that he could take the opposition no matter what it was. And if you've got a little dog like Rudy, uh, you know that, well, I don't. Don't tell him he's a little dog. He doesn't think he's that little. Um, But he is absolutely full of courage. And I got to thinking that, you know what? We need to be like Rudy. I want to be like Rudy. I want to be fearless and full of faith because if I could get rid of all of my fears and if you could get rid of all of your fears and we knew that God was behind us because we had surrendered our wills to him and all we want is for, for, for his will to be done what could we accomplish? What could we accomplish in the hearts and minds of our kids? And what could we accomplish in terms of caring for our culture and creating a future of blessing and liberty for the next generation? I got to thinking about other people who uh, who basically were like Rudy. And, and I think of Gideon. Remember Gideon and his army. He was going up against a huge army of the Midianites. You can read this story in the book of Judges, and there were 135,000 Midianite soldiers coming up against Gideon and his army of 32,000. He was completely outnumbered. And then God told him, you got too many soldiers. You need to, you need to, to, to trim it down. And Gideon got rid of 22,000 of his soldiers and was left with only 10,000 of his best soldiers going up against 135,000 Midianites. And God told him, nah, no, there's still too many. You, you, need, you need to trim that down. And he told him to go down to the water and have the men drink. And the men that lapped up the water uh, like a dog were the ones that God selected as the ones that would be the army through whom God would defeat the Midianites. And, and basically what he's saying is there is no way you're going to beat the Midianites and think that you did this with your, with your great big army. Only 300 men against 135,000 fierce Midianites, he was outnumbered 450 to one. There's no possibility that that would work if God wasn't on their side. And you know what? God then said, by the way, put away your ARs and your tanks. We're going to do this whole thing with bugles and mason jars. Okay? We're going to get out the trumpets, and you're going to take some jars, and that's how we're going to win this fight. And you will know that I am your mighty fortress, and your victory comes from me and me alone. And they whooped them, because Gideon rooted the Midianites. I wanna tell you another great story about Pastor Jonas Clark. Pastor Jonas Clark uh, from Lexington, Massachusetts, was the only pastor in the only church in a little tiny town near Boston, 22 years before the start of the American Revolution. By the way, uh, in the American covenant, it's got all of these great stories. And the British king had sent 4,000 troops to strike down American liberty and to enslave Boston. And, and Pastor Jonas Clark was skilled in, in writing and he also, uh, knew the law and he understood the Bible and he began to write letters, legal letters to the king based on biblical principles of how to deal biblically and peacefully with uh, lawlessness and with tyrants. And he was writing these letters to the ultimate tyrant, the King of Britain. But then on April 19th, 1775, the King sent 900 British troops to Lexington Concord to take their guns. But what the King didn't count on is that Pastor Jonas Clark was ready to rooty this thing. And what he had done is he had prepared his people to hold on to the sovereignty of God and as a last resort to be prepared to defend themselves and their families.
0: Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian Healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your health care the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's health care. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron.
1: And when Paul Revere rode through that town and warned Pastor Jonas Clark, the pastor gathered the men of his church at midnight. The British arrived in Lexington at dawn and found 78 members of Jonas's church on the green. And these farmers were not looking for a fight. They were outnumbered 10 to 1. But they were not going to give over their weapons, and their families to an invading force because they believed in the sovereignty of God, the justice of their cause, and they loved their families and their neighbors as themselves. The British ordered them to throw down their guns. And the captain of the army of that little militia there in Lexington, Concord, said, if you want a war, let it begin here. And then the British fired, and they fired that shot that was heard round the world at Lexington Concord and eight men lay dead on that green and the war of independence began eight years later. Those mostly Christian Patriots won their freedom and secured the future for their children and future generations. They, they pushed back the British army and they whooped them. These were not rebels. They weren't rioters. These were brave believers in the family of faith. Well, there he is. There he is right now. Rudy's ready to take down the lion. Hey, hey there, baby. Whoa, Rudy. Whoa, Rudy. I'm telling you, I'm not making this story up. They were brave believers trained to stand for truth, for honor, and for their family. And you know what the secret behind that was, behind those people, those family of faith being so fearless and full of faith? It was their patriot pastor, like a faithful shepherd. He had trained his men not to be rebels, not to be troublemakers, but covenant keepers, holding the king, the power of government accountable to keep his signed covenants. Doesn't that sound like what we ought to be doing with the forces that we have in government? Holding them accountable accountable for their duty, their sacred duty to protect the people and to honor God and to hold up high standards of morality. That's what we need today. We need wise, uncompromising leadership. And it's only believers, members of the family of faith, like Jonas Clark, who are gonna be willing to stand in the gap and pledge their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor in a time of crisis. So here's the point. A small group of courageous men or women can defeat the opposition, no matter how big, the worst of tyrants, if they stand on principle for our God, for our families, and for our just laws. Remember, history teaches us, God teaches us in his word, that courage doesn't just appear out of nowhere. It starts with a a personal revival a love that swallows your fears and a decision to be like Rudy, fearless and full of faith. There may be a lot of opposition, a lot of confrontation, a lot of things that may make you feel like you're facing insurmountable odds, something with really big teeth that's going to overpower you. And it could be relationships, it could be your health, it could be the the uh, the education of your children. You may be burdened by the, the size of the opposition facing us in government. We need to be like Rudy. The size of the opposition doesn't matter when we are on God's side. So humble yourself, study God's word, submit yourself to his ways and remember that if God is for us, who can be against us? It's great being with you again tonight, and uh, I don't know. I just I just need to hang out with Rudy more and uh, be reminded of of the kind of kind of man that I ought to be, full of courage and full of faith. God bless you guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.